Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. It's the breakfast with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Let's take a look at what investors will be paying attention to this morning. Rocky start to the week, considering what we picked up yesterday. It's like trying to make sense of everything that's happening because we're getting into the final week of the worst first half of the year. In some sense, investors have to figure out what's going on. Things going to go even further when it comes to a market correction or have things bottomed out. So in the middle of two things, one is the earnings season coming up and a lack of data right now is just leaving investors having to figure out the market momentum right now. And of course, S&P 500 recently went into a bear market. Some people are saying, yeah. no, more is to come. As we see rates go up, that will mean people cutting back on spending, buying less property. And if you look at the earnings season, or at least the hints coming out so far, I think Nike's earnings will be one to watch as we get some glimpses into how the economy is treating many of of these major companies. But Nike has priced in the fact that, you know, there's a supply chain issue mm. and the COVID lockdown in China. So they did top Wall Street expectations. Yeah, so that's good news. They did top expectations, but perhaps those expectations were brought down a yeah. notch ahead of those earnings anyways. Yeah. So if you look at what's happened on the report card for Nike, it's saying demand for sneakers and sportswear pretty much held up in the latest fiscal fourth quarter despite the COVID-19 lockdowns in China, despite a tougher consumer environment in the US, they still did quite well. Quite similar to what they did in the previous quarter. And they did talk about those challenges you cited. Higher transportation costs, longer shipping times. All in, they did take a bit of a moderation in growth. If you look at the net income for the quarter ended May, it came in at $1.44 billion, slightly lower than the $1.51 billion a year before. Sales dropped to 12.2 Two three billion from twelve point three four billion dollars. So you are seeing a bit of moderation from the previous year, but no surprises as we see many companies across the world are just grappling and coping with what's going on. And we talked about those higher transportation costs. Mm. One of the anecdotes coming out from Nike is how it's paying about five times the rate it paid pre-pandemic to put stuff on a boat and to ship it from Asia to the US. So the transit time, two weeks longer than pre-pandemic. So it's costing more, it's taking more time. And I think that is playing out in some of these sales figures. But there is a bit of optimism as well. Mm. So Bright Spots, Nike is optimistic as it enters the new fiscal year. So far, it's seeing production surpass pre-pandemic levels. Inventory it says it's flowing again into its largest markets. Its largest market, of course, is North America, mm-hmm. where sales were actually down 5%. Mm-hmm. Greater China, which is a big market that everyone's watching very closely to see how Nike might be affected, that took a big hit due to the lockdown. Sales are down 19%. So that could be a, I guess, curtain raiser for the earnings season coming out for companies operating in China. And in terms of reaction in share price, we are looking at shares of Nike down 3% in aftermarket trading. Nike has been saying you know, it's watching consumer behavior very closely. So far, it's not seeing any signs of a pullback in spending. So that's something that's showing some confidence in its strategy. And Nike shares, though, for the year are down 34%. It's underperformed the wider benchmark, the S&P 500, which is down about 18% the same period. 
be interesting, you know, to look back in history one day and see how this will be written because we've had the pandemic, we've had some kind of recession as a result of the pandemic, but perhaps all those economic measures have delayed what's to come mm. in that sense. But again, your guess is as good as mine, and this is an indication worth looking out for for the rest of the earnings season. And I bring this up because Wall Street layoffs are also likely ahead. The past two years have seen a bit of a hiring boom, and that's about to end. Yeah, this is also an indication of what's to come in terms of the economy, in terms of the earnings season as well, as we see the big banks in the US about to report their earnings report cards yeah. come the middle of July. So Wall Street for the past two years has been enjoying a bit of a boom because of all the mergers and IPOs. And you might remember them getting record bonuses, yeah. all the carrots like free bikes and all the perks just to attract people back to the office. The great resignation, for example, was one big driver mm, mm. just seeing banks dangle all these carrots just to bring in the talent. But it looks like that honeymoon period is over. We've been hearing more from Wall Street banks and institutions about how things are starting to tighten up. And they've been talking about what's called RIF or okay. reduction in force. Okay. So potential layoffs on the horizon because deal making is going down. In fact, IPO volumes have dropped 91% in the US from a year earlier. No surprises because we've seen how much uncertainty has been playing out because of the Ukraine war, higher interest rates, the Chinese knockdown, which is still causing concern about a potential slowdown or yeah. even recession across other parts of the world. So all that is just weighing on deal-making, IPOs, companies willing to issue capital or seek capital in the markets. And that means banks don't need that much people to just operate yeah. as before. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, that looks like it's the picture further ahead. But there is some good news as far as Chinese markets are concerned. Let's wrap it up with this one. All right, so here's where the PBOC, the People's Bank of China has come up with some supportive comments, at least for now, okay. saying they will maintain their supportive monetary policy to aid the economic recovery. So this is according to comments from Governor Yi Gang. Mm -hmm. He's saying the central bank's high priorities is to keep prices stable and maximize employment. So that seems to have given a bit of tailwind for US listed Chinese stocks overnight. If you look at the Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index, it's risen 11% in the past week. In Asia, Chinese stocks extended gains into a fifth week yesterday. So that's bringing them quite close to a bull market. So today, we could be in for some support for Chinese stocks. All right. Thank you very much. Ryan returns at 7.35 with a finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.